Welcome to Her Authentic Self. If you are looking for a community of women who are imperfect, who are growing and doing their best to become the best version of themselves, then I'm really glad that you found this podcast. In my own personal journey of self-love and healing, I really felt like there weren't enough spaces where people were being fully vulnerable. Um, I started seeing a therapist about a year ago and really just grew my passion to want to be a safe space for other people. So welcome to your safe space, Her Authentic Self. Here we'll talk about everything, all the things that we don't want other people to know, all of the things that are still holding us back from having joy, having peace, um, really establishing a community of women where we can be honest with one another, um, even when the truth is ugly. So buckle in because you're in for a ride. Vulnerability. How many of us really feel like we know what it means to be vulnerable? I'll be honest and say that the one major thing that was stopping me from doing a podcast, even though I really wanted to, or from putting it out there, I've had, you know, recordings sit in my phone for months and do nothing with them. The biggest um, obstacle for me was vulnerability, feeling like, oh no, I don't know how much I should share, how much I shouldn't share, what are people going to think, you know, what if it's, what if it's too much, what if it's too deep? Yeah, so we're going to dissect those thoughts today and we're actually going to do the opposite. I am going to be vulnerable about, you know, my truth, my dating experience, you know, what I'm dealing with currently. And I really do hope and pray that it allows someone else to feel like they're not alone. Because you can't possibly be. We're all human we all struggle and often we struggle in more similar ways than we think um i can say that i've been in therapy for a while now and i've i've been working on myself looking at my past um dissecting you know my personality traits you know my flaws where it comes from in the first episode you guys will hear i go into um learning what style your parenting was or the parenting that you received and if that makes you internalize or externalize so there's a lot of work i've done um, just looking at my past and i can say that i now understand i was dating or yeah i was dating with a pretty severe father wound and attracting similar partners and subconsciously doing that without realizing maybe I'm the cause of a lot of the pain that I keep experiencing and that's a really hard pill to swallow that's vulnerability right there no one wants to admit that they messed up or that you know maybe their their actions had some negative effects that they didn't intend for them to but they did Um, I'd say I was dating from a father wound um, just from my childhood you know my dad and I were not very close my whole life you know I received a lot of tough love 
I received a lot of strict parenting. You know, my dad had very high expectations of me. Um, there was always a certain bar that needed to be reached and it didn't matter if if you tried your best. <laughs> it didn't matter if, you know, you did everything you could to reach the bar. The only thing that my dad saw is if he, it, that you didn't meet it. So my whole life, I, I tried my best to earn his love, earn his approval. Um, the type of parenting that I received was, you know, was a difficult one. Um, and now I see how it affects me in my adulthood, which is why it's really important to do the work because you could be, you know, dating blindly and not realizing that there's some healing that needs to be done. Um, so I have this father wound feeling like, I need to do things to earn love from a man, feeling like um, I need to earn it. Like, oh, if I can just show them my value, if I can just show I'm successful, if I can just show I'm, you know, worthy, if I can just show I'm smart, I'm capable, then they'll love me. And sometimes we even do that with our physical, with our outer appearance. If I can be sexy, if I can be, you know, hot in this outfit then he'll see me if I can fly these places if I can travel these places if I can have this type of job then he'll see me that is the type of mentality that I had and I didn't even realize it like competing quite actually to receive care once you do the work you realize that anything that you have to fight for like that isn't care that's not love um love comes from a place of wanting to give and it has nothing to do with that what the other person can offer you you do it with an open heart because you love them in my romantic dating um i was going after a lot of the similar types of men um men who are very busy workaholics men who are hyper ambitious um but don't have time for you. Um, men who don't prioritize you, men who um, don't value you um, and value other things above being with you. So I always felt like I would fall in love with these men or and feel um, kind of empty because I wasn't receiving any love in return. So I was thinking, what do I need to do for this person to love me? Where did that come from? That came from my father wound feeling like, what do I need to do? How do I need to behave? What do I need to accomplish for my dad to love me? Now, that's not a place that I plan to continue to date from. And now that I know this about myself, I can be more aware of it. And the only thing that cures something like this is self-love is acknowledging that you're healing, acknowledging that you did experience certain things that were painful in your past and deciding that you don't want to experience that anymore. That's as easy as it takes. That's as, all you have to do is just decide that you want better for yourself, you want different. And I, I knew that I wanted better for myself and I wanted different. Um, so I have to come from a place within and decide that I'm going to love myself more than I love the need to be loved. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to love myself more than I love 
the need to be loved. Now that's really hard because just as humans in in general, it's innate in us to want to have community, to want to be accepted, to want to be cared for. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't come from a place of deep love for yourself, knowing what you deserve, knowing that you don't need to be a certain way or, or do certain things to, for someone to love you, knowing that you don't have to beg for love, that's where loving yourself comes from. You have to have that self-love in order to not do those things. And because we're being vulnerable, you guys, I'm going to say what I'm sure other people have dealt with in the past. If you've ever been in a relationship where you really felt you were in love, and I know you guys don't know much about me yet. I plan to do other episodes just diving even deeper, but I'm a very passionate person. I thrive off of emotion. I thrive off of energy. I don't do anything nonchalant or kind of or half and half or in and out like I'm an all in type of person if I'm not excited about it if I don't want to be all in I don't want to do it um, and that's how I am in my friendships and my relationships like I just give everything I have because I give because I'm coming from a place of love because that's just how I was raised like I was genuinely raised to not think of yourself first to put others before you I can say that that was one of the better things I, you know, grew up learning. My mom was very religious, very Christian, always enforced, like, you know, serving God, serving other people, um, not being selfish. So if anything, I got that beaten into me so deeply, it actually caused some negative effects of people pleasing that I will talk about in another episode. However... Maybe you've been in a relationship where you really felt like you were in love, where you really felt like this was your future. You had already decided. You've envisioned your life with this person. Um, There's no other options for you. And let's say it goes terribly wrong, and now the relationship, you know, is at risk of ending. It's over. I know that I've been in a place where I begged for love. I begged. I begged for love because I was living in a state of lack. I was living in a mentality of not having, not going to have. Um, I felt like, you know, if I don't hold on to this, then I won't get it again. If I don't make this person stay, there goes my chance for love. It's like, it stems from feeling like you're not going to have enough. Like, you don't deserve good things. Like, you don't get to have the love that you see other people have. You don't get to have the marriage that you see other people have, the family. Um, And that's when you're in a negative space. And that's when, you know, anxiety can come, depression can come. um, Because you're telling yourself and you're comparing yourself, look at what everyone else can get except for me. Now, that's a depressing-ass thought. I mean, that's really sad. Um, But I think that we often, we miss the bigger picture. We think instant gratification. And I'm just speaking for myself. I know I'm a go-getter. I work hard. You know, I can achieve everything that I put my mind to. I'm efficient. I get things done. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I can control everything that happens in my life. 
I don't have any other control over how other people treat me, you know, situations that happen. Um, I just don't have any control over anyone but me, which is why it's so important to love yourself because when you love yourself, you show other people how they need to love you. And when you don't love yourself and when you beg for love, you show other people that it's okay that they're not treating you well because you don't even treat you well. And that's something that I had to learn the hard way. And I don't want other people to have to deal with that or go through that. And and if you are going through that currently, just know you're not alone. Don't tell yourself those negative thoughts. You know, I'm so horrible. I'm so pathetic. I can't believe, you know, I, I can't get over this. Trust me, sis. Trust me. I'm sure. How many women are there on this world? Like a lot of women can relate to you. I can relate to you. We have the same story. But it doesn't have to be your story's ending. And that's what I want to leave with. You don't have to stay in a place that's leading you downhill. You can decide that you're going to make a change and you can decide what you want your life to look like. We're not victims of life. We have a lot of power over how we feel, over what our life looks like, and how we respond to everything. You control how you respond to life. And so I'm just going to leave with this. Continue to love yourself. Continue to prioritize you. If you feel like you're lacking something in your life or you want someone to put you first, you want someone to do considerate things for you, thoughtful things for you, do that for yourself. Consider yourself. Do something that you genuinely love. Like, do something that makes you happy. Put yourself first. When you put that into the universe, then other people can see how you treat yourself and that's what you get in return. But when you put out insecurity, anxiety, feeling like you're not going to have the love of your life, feeling like you're too old to find love, feeling like you don't get the happiness that other people have, you subconsciously attract that. And you get all of the things that you didn't want. So remember you're a queen. Remember that you're human. Remember that you deserve grace. The same grace you give other people, the same thoughtfulness, consideration. Give yourself that because you're human. You're not perfect. You're learning and unlearning every day. And life is not just an uphill mountain. You're going to have peaks and valleys. There's going to be, you know, highs and lows. But it's how you decide that you react and it's how you respond to those situations that define who you are. You can do this. We all can do this. And we're in this together.